0: Uh, hello everybody. Welcome back to the E Ticket Podcast. Uh, my name is Mike. And I'm Rob. And uh together we are the Ben and Jerry's of the theme park world.
1: That's right. See no evil and uh, hear no way that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright guys, so today we are going to be doing our first uh, Universal ride review, um, and it's not Horror Nights related for a change.
1: Yeah, whoops. <laughs> uh, turns out when we were looking at content we've created, uh, yeah, a lot of Horror Nights stuff Universal. Not a lot we've talked about. Um, yeah. Our bad.
0: We've had like 10 episodes about Disney stuff, and then like 2 episodes about Horror Nights. So, uh, let's, uh,
1: yeah. let's bring so balance to the force.
0: Today... We're covering the VelociCoaster, the uh, the apex predator of roller coasters, if yes. you will. Uh, the Jurassic World VelociCoaster, as it says here,
1: because it's not to be confused with the Jurassic Park VelociCoaster, which doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, and also it's the Jurassic World VelociCoaster, but it's in the Jurassic Park section of the park, which is themed after the Jurassic Park movie and not the Jurassic World movie. Yep, because contract licensing
1: has yeah. changed since 2015, and Universal needs to create their own product in order to keep these dinosaurs. That's. Yeah, but,
0: but I think they still own.
1: No. They own the movies, but like the, the Michael Creighton family wants ah. the name Jurassic Park. Yes. So that's why Universal is going very heavy into Jurassic World, something they've created mm. originally.
0: Understandable. All right. And uh, yep, that's yeah. why it's
1: all confusing.
0: <laughs> so, Velocicoaster. Uh, Universal's newest coaster, mm-hmm. uh, in June, 2021, June, 2021. I, uh, had the chance to be one of the lucky people to actually go on it during the first technical rehearsals. So the first days that they had it open to, uh, team members, I was able to get the chance to actually ride it, which I consider myself very lucky for, mm-hmm. uh, the ride is insane. It's yeah, this it's is very good. This is a this is what a new
1: coaster <laughs> should be, uh, technologically and physically sound.
0: Yeah, it's a good example of what a new design philosophy on coasters looks like, and I'm glad that we have it down here. As opposed to a place like, say, Six Flags or like Busch Gardens or something similar.
1: Yeah, because then it would get swept under the table. Yeah. Something like that happened when, like, think Busch Gardens Tampa opened up Cheetah Run, which at the time was a multiple launch coaster mm-hmm. that was low level. And it had it had a pop when it opened. And then I, it's largely been forgotten. And it's still, I feel like something like that would have happened with a Velocicoaster had it not been at Universal Studios.
0: I, yes and no. I would argue that the, the sheer, the sheer like, size and spectacle of Velocicoaster would ensure that it definitely is going to stick around, as it were. Hmm. Uh, because it's it's part of the skyline now, if that makes any sense.
1: Yes, that, that does make sense. But, I yeah. mean, I think that's only true in Orlando. I don't, like, if this was in Tampa, I think... Oh, yeah, absolutely I not. I think it would be forgotten about eventually. Yeah.
0: I mean, to be fair, Busch Gardens is... Um, Of all the parks that I've been to, it's definitely one of them.
1: Of all the parks I've been to here in Florida, it's the one I've been to the least. Yeah. Mostly because it's not
0: next to me. And I'm saying that knowing full well that I haven't been to SeaWorld in over a decade. Oh, that's right. You haven't been to SeaWorld in a while. Yeah. So, going in on VelociCoaster, the uh, ride was uh, built by Intamin, which I believe is the third... Uh, collaboration that Universal has had with them—they built uh, Gringotts and the Hagrid ride.
1: I know that's that's true for sure. Yeah, So definitely. Yeah, you know, I think the last three
0: coasters. Yeah. How about yeah. That? So Universal announces—well, not announces—but in 2018 they file some permits to get rid of the Triceratops encounter. So now the only thing that's right. left is the Raptor
1: encounter. Like the Triceratops encounter, which was abandoned. Like yeah. years before that, like I remember doing that as a kid and being yeah. like, I know this is a robot. I know this is a robot. I know this is a robot. <laughs> this
0: and thing's yet, cool. This thing's, this thing's really
1: big. It's cool. Its feet move. It breathes. I don't understand. It
0: is I mean, it is kind of funny to me that they spent all this time and money on this this new fangled coaster, but the Discovery Center interior has remained untouched since nineteen ninety four. <laughs> they haven't done well a, they it, haven't done
1: a thing with it. Yeah, it since since the park opened, uh I think it was ninety nine, they they left it largely the same there until Velocicoaster opened and kind of moved in with shop space and then large lockers as well, uh, if
0: needed. But
1: Yes, yes but everything else was, in the
0: Discovery Center.
1: It was crazy how the Discovery Center
0: just got stuck in time. Yeah. It for a good for a good it's it's good. I think it's kind of cute. It's got its own little like I mean, time capsule thing going on. Yeah, it's a play you know? on
1: the Jurassic Park feel of the movies, even yeah. though this was a brand new Jurassic Park being yeah. made. Not not that one they had to abandon.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, 2019 rolls around. So, right before COVID, yep. literally January of 2019, they put the construction walls up, they start clearing out the land, and then COVID happens. Right, and these
1: just just quickly touch base these were cool construction walls because they yeah. were just i mean credit to universal they know how to theme a wall but they <laughs> it just looked like there was just run-of-the-mill jurassic park walls or jurassic world walls or whichever yeah like like you wouldn't have thought too much of them and even when people were asking universal hey what are you building their answer was a churro stand well at first their answer was wait building nothing we're not building a thing <laughs> Like, why'd you put up these walls? Ah, we wanted these walls to go up. Why is there a bulldozer behind the Discovery Center? Uh, it's, you know, just doing some land work. Right. You, no, no, you're building something. You caught us. It's a churro stand. We're building a churro stand. <laughs> Lies.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's honestly kind of interesting because we we spent a few minutes talking in previous episodes about how Disney tends to take a long time to... to Make new rides. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to throw a quick factoid out there. So, obviously, March of 2020, the parks shut down because of COVID. Yep. And they don't reopen until June of 2020. Yeah. And at that time, they officially resumed construction on the coaster and they had it open in less than a year. Yes. They cleared out all of the land built a new bridge built a new coaster tested it operated it and got it up and running in less than a year and a half I forgot they just
1: disassembled the old bridge mm-hmm. which was a temporary bridge built when they were retheming the Lost Continent to Harry Potter yes and then this bridge is heavy duty yeah. industrial like they were driving vehicles on it <laughs> yeah
0: it's it's honestly kind of incredible that they were able to get all of this done in as short of a time frame as they did. And it was just really cool because you were watching this... If you're frequent visitors to the park, like we both are, mm-hmm. you could literally like almost watch in real time as they built this thing. I remember the day that they put up the top hat. Yeah, the, um,
1: the spike of the coaster. Yeah,
0: like the signature sort of look mm-hmm. of the VelociCoaster, like the thing that you see when you walk into Islands of Adventure. Yep. And I remember the day they put that up... They actually, about a week later, had to stop construction on the Top Hat because I think it was a like a like an osprey or or some kind of bird uh, right. moved in there. They had to like stop it because they had to call like a specialty For the wildlife. Yeah,
1: yeah, because yeah, Hagrid's has the bees and this one had the osprey. Yeah, because so, it was the tallest point. So the osprey said perfect.
0: Yeah. So obviously, uh, Universal uh, animals really seem to like the coasters there. So big fans. Big fans. Yeah, big fans. <laughs> So yeah, VelociCoaster, absolutely unreal ride. Uh I will freely admit the theming in the queue isn't super impressive until you get to the Velociraptor paddock. Mm-hmm. Where they have they have animatronic Velociraptors that like they blow, they blow like snot out of their noses at you, and they're shaking the whole container. And... I mean,
1: yeah, because if you remember Jurassic World, when they have to check in on the, the first one, we're talking about the first one only here, folks. Uh, you know, when the park was still working, when they have to check in on the the Velociraptors, they just shove their faces in these cages, and then yeah, I I, I didn't understand the benefit, but it, it's a cool looking shot. Yeah, and now these 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 animatronics exist now with their faces shoved in these little cages as you walk past them and their eyes are looking at you and they're they're breathing at you and they're very uncomfortable it seems yeah
0: after you go through the queue area there's like tons of little references to the other parks and like i when i say the other parks i mean like the other quote-unquote jurassic Jurassic parks so like there's books that were written by Alan Grant, and like uh, there's mm-hmm. like a a treatise that's like written by Ann Malcolm, and like Doctor Wu is the the lead geneticist that gives you the yep the Velociraptors and uh, tries to show the experience of
1: how they taught baby raptors to yeah. coexist with the model of the coaster, therefore yeah. the adults wouldn't freak out when there was one.
0: Yeah, there is a uh, a neat little video segment. As you go through, so at one point in the queue, you actually walk right past the launch window mm-hmm. for the top hat, um, which
1: which is looks like
0: it's infrared. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It I actually found out that um, so in the beginning, when the ride was in technical rehearsal, you actually used to be able to see the entire coaster as it went past. Okay. Um, and then they put a video in there where you see the coaster air quotes here because it's just a it's just an image um and then it's followed by velociraptors and they like snort and scream and there's like five different windows so like every window has like a different raptor that stops for it
1: you either see them running past or the last two stragglers look over and like hang on yeah there are people on the other side of these things
0: yeah and uh then you get into the locker area which is uh admittedly kind of neat I'm pretty sure this is the first major attraction at any park I've ever been to that features double-sided lockers. Well,
1: it, I think it's the first, but we'll see what Disney does with Tron because I just saw they
0: posted a video where. Oh yeah, it's confirmed. It's gonna have double-sided lockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Remember, remember Disney's thing It's like we don't do lockers here. We're here for you can bring your stuff on the ride.
0: Well, I not think anymore. they're doing it for Tron only because they want to stop like. Disney vloggers from coming in because I mean, they banned they banned the selfie sticks a few years ago.
1: Not only that, um, they also banned filming on a few rides such as Space Mountain. Yeah, uh, like I have I have some videos in my phone which which I posted one of them for our, uh, Space Mountain post uh, which I took years ago and now it's they don't want you to do that at all which makes sense because Space Mountain is a pain in the ass to <laughs> get your stuff back.
0: It's also pitch black, so. What are you actually recording, you know? Um, I'm recording the launch tunnel, and then...
1: <laughs> I'm recording the hope the lights turn on. That's what I'm really recording. I mean,
0: yeah, that'd be pretty amazing, not anyway. gonna lie. But, yeah, uh, but yeah no, the, so,
1: double, the double-sided lockers were a game-changer. Honestly, though. And not only double-sided, they're in the line. The lockers are in the line.
0: Yes. So you can I don't take think...
1: pictures of all these things you were walking past before you have to put your stuff away. Right,
0: right. I don't think it can be understated enough how much of a great design choice it is to have the lockers be double-sided, particularly for a ride like this. Um, for starters, you would not want to have your phone out on this ride. This ride goes no. up to 77 miles an hour, I well, think.
1: Yeah, I looked this up. Two launches, both hit excess of 70 miles an hour. And the thing is, like, it's a launch, so... It... The first one you're sitting there waiting for the second one it's oh here we go yeah so there's there's a zero warning on one of these you don't want your phone out plus there's a couple of cool rotations anyway you don't you don't want stuff in your pockets you don't want to hold on to things let's just put in lockers
0: yeah free lockers and yeah the lockers are free they're already in the line and then you discover that there's there's actually more like quote unquote queue left after that, even though it's like a very small section of the queue itself. Yeah,
1: not too much. Like after the locker, you have to go through a metal detector, so it's not like you're choosing to put you're 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 putting things away. They will yeah. send you back. Yeah. So metal detector up the stairs, and then there's just yeah, just a little bit more line left. But now you're 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 uh, you on there. the
0: same level yeah. as the as the load area. Yeah. They have a little uh, ride pre show pre show, which if- um, well. I should preface this by saying that uh I enjoyed Jurassic World even though the main like plot of the storyline is dumb. Is dumb as shit. Yeah. It was a popcorn I, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like j- just let me soapbox for a hot second here. Go but for it. Here, here's your Claire soapbox. <laughs> the lady uh Claire play, played played by uh, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard. You got it. Um Claire Deering. I think her Isn't name is Deering? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is Deering. Claire Danes is an actress. Well we'll fix that in post.
0: Regardless, right? So she's she's like the head of Jurassic World, like the world's most successful like animal theme park, like bar none. Yep. And I get that the movie is meant to be like a very, very thinly veiled uh critique of like modern capitalism because she's like, Oh, like, you know, people want things to be bigger and more dangerous and more deadly and, you know, she's like, Verizon Wireless presents the Indominus Rex. I'm going to stop you right there well, for just one yeah, second. Because nobody cares
1: about uh, dinosaurs anymore,
0: Mike. Right. So here's the thing. If you go to any kind of museum in the world or any kind of dinosaur exhibit in the world, it's popular as fuck. Dinosaurs are cool as shit. Even as adults, I think we can agree that dinosaurs are fucking rad. So and the also, fact also that... And also zoos are a thing. Right. So, you're telling me that you have people that are spending an untold amount of money to get transport to the private island that you own. It's more than a Star
1: Wars galactic cruise.
0: Right. It has to be even like even in the original movie. I when, said it as a joke, but it's completely. True. It probably is though. Like yeah. even in the original movie, like Donald Gennaro, the the lawyer, yeah. was like, "Oh, we can like, charge him whatever 10, we want 20, 10000 $20, dollars a day. People will pay. People it. will pay it, yeah. and uh, maybe we'll offer a, a coupon day or something. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like, this park so... doesn't
1: cater to just the super rich. Yeah.
0: So the thing is, is that you you have this park, which is you have actual live living breathing dinosaurs and, and you you are telling me that that is somehow not enough money for you that you need to build new dinosaurs yeah it well, again people are bored like again ty-
1: Tyrannosaurus well, Rex I've seen that thing a dozen times
0: well, I think that actually was part of like Wu's original like reasoning for being the, the quote-unquote big bad of dinosaur yeah up to have dinosaur fucking Jurassic World <laughs> doing great um Because, like, you know, he's like, oh, like, I have the power to do whatever I want. Like, I can be the genetic mastermind behind, like, a new generation of dinosaurs. And it's like, okay, cool. But, like, there is no way that you are just rolling, that you aren't just rolling in cash. Like, there's just no way. Well, no, You probably, like, pee on a a stack of $1,000 every single night before you go to bed. Like...
1: Well, shoot, you even have to be funded to do all these things. So, your investors want a return. Right. And they're going to get one.
0: Anyway. But anyway, so, I'm done soapboxing. Yeah. Jurassic World is a really dumb popcorn flick, but, yeah, but yeah. the concept behind this coaster <laughs> is somehow even stupider than that. I think it's hilarious. So, I, Well, it is hilarious, Because it right? even pokes at it. It pokes at it. So,
1: so yeah, you get Claire Deering coming around, too. You know, she's happy to introduce you to the VelociCoaster, the newest <laughs> attraction, because people want an attraction with teeth. Yeah. And she's excited, and, you know, to tell you how safe it is, and tell you a little more about the Raptors. Here's Owen Grady, you know, the, um, or Brady, one of the two. Anyway, uh, the Grady? Guy, I think it's Grady. Chris Pratt's yeah. character. Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. Yeah, that guy, you know, back when we all liked him. Chris Pratt. Anyway, so, and then he's here to tell you how safe it is, and how, how Raptors behave, and instead he is like, uh no, these are actual wild animals. I can't predict how they'll behave. I can just tell you that uh, they get mean when they need to be.
0: Right. And, you even see during the pre like the pre show they show a segment of what it's supposed to look like mm-hmm. where it's just like the the ride vehicle just goes out in the open yeah. with nothing protecting it and the velociraptors just run along the side yes. and if that ain't the dumbest shit that i've ever again, seen again <laughs> mike if you paid attention to the line with
1: woo showing you how they had a model <laughs> to teach baby raptors to follow the coaster which is which is fine Oh like, God.
0: what if what if there's a failure to launch? Like what if it gets out of the tunnel and then like has to do an E stop? Well got...
1: luckily um um our car got... is with uh <laughs> carbon fiber reinforced <laughs> titanium. There it is. Carbon fiber titanium. So like it's not like they're gonna bite us. Also our headrests, um, they they track us so that the I, I can't fucking explain it. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I just... I'm just reading the notes.
0: <laughs> don't don't misunderstand Uh, us. like this really is an absolutely amazing ride it's just like the concept of it's just so they throw a lot of science at you and you either accept it or you don't yeah it's just so (laughs) stupid that like the Uh, concept of this ride even exists like imagine you go to animal kingdom right and you go on everest and let the like oh the yeti's gonna run run alongside the the train with you (laughs) You know, the Yeti, the very territorial creature that has teeth bigger than your head. Yeah, he's
1: going to smile when he <laughs> sees you. Uh, it's what, if, what if the
0: holiday overlay was the Bumble from Rudolph? <laughs> I, I, I digress. Okay, uh. so anyway, um, yeah, so they even pointed out in the ride, like in the ride video, that Chris Pratt's character is like, hey... This This is a really bad idea. Like I cannot emphasize enough how stupid of an idea this is.
1: I said the dinosaurs are dangerous. They said, "Great, let's put a roller coaster in the paddock."
0: Yeah, it's just uh... so. Anyway, you go through the pre-show, and then it's time for the ride. Yeah. Um. I have only one word to describe Velocicoaster, and it is intense, or exhilarating, or or any. Uh, I like exhilarating. Exhilarating is a good word. Yeah, like any any word that you can think of that basically describes something that is just an absolute blast okay. to ride on. Let it's me, so much fun.
1: Real quick, let's touch on the load process. So you, you, oh, up, yeah. you load in and unload in the same spot. And mm-hmm. each car uh, has uh, two sections. it got the low sections and the high sections. So mm-hmm. similar sim- similar style seating to a Rip Ride Rocket, but these are not Rip Ride Rocket cars.
0: No. In and fact, there's... the only thing that secures you in place on this entire ride is a lap bar.
1: Well, that's the insane part. Uh, This is one of the first vertical coasters or uh, inversion coasters I've ever been on where it's not a shoulder harness.
0: Yeah. It's just a lap bar.
1: And the first time you, you put on these things. um, And I will say these universal has come under fire in years about their harnesses and their, their seats and how they're not built for everybody. Mm -hmm. So let's just get that out of the way. Uh, you, you will need to see if you can fit on this before you get in line for this. And that's, that's its own problem. But anyway, so these, these lap bars, are they're huge. Like, they're very <laughs> wide. Like, the second you pull it down, you go, I'm not staying in my seat <laughs> because it hugs your hips. Yeah, she, she's a thickie. <laughs> it, it's insane. It makes no sense. It's like, wait, you can't design a lap bar that hugs my hips and expect me to stay in this. And it, it works. I do recommend you make it as tight as you can because there is a part on this ride where you're you're gonna need it for an extra second or two. Yeah, that uh, you're getting airtime. Yeah, so. I just yeah.
0: So you get yourself cued in. Yep. Um, as Rob was about to say before I cut him off, I apologize, friend. Man. Uh, there's what, twelve, thirteen, fourteen rows.
1: It's it's an even number. I think it's twelve. I think it's twelve. I yeah, I was trying to do math in my head. So when you cut me, I was like, "Perfect." I'm counting.
0: So, what's crazy about this ride is that it was designed with modern design philosophy in mind. What that means is that this ride is a people eater, despite the fact that it is a coaster. It's honestly kind of impressive.
1: It's yeah, very 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 efficient.
0: They have posted I believe it's something around like the average wait time for this ride on any given day usually hovers between thirty to forty five minutes. And this is a brand new coaster. Mm-hmm. Like this is a brand new like I don't think I've ever seen a coaster. Over ninety.
1: I mean I'm sure it has, but like not not when I've been in the
0: park. I mean sure an opening day probably. Like the opening oh, well, open, weeks opening when they have everything new yeah, but I then like an hour the first day. Yeah. When it was
1: posted at ninety.
0: Right. It's honestly kind of astounding That like the design of this coaster is so streamlined and so efficient that they're able to literally just push people in and out of this ride so quickly. I think the throughput is like it's it's about a thousand or two thousand every hour. It's
1: it's over two thousand, which is insane. Well, it's that's very good for theme parks. I think Pirates of the Caribbean and it's a Small World do between twenty four to twenty eight hundred, and those are tops.
0: Yeah. It it's just it's insane. It's absolutely insane that they are able to get as many people through this ride, considering the fact that it's just a straight-up coaster.
1: Right, because to put that in context, I think Expedition Everest is, I think, sixteen or 1,800. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> for a coaster stand, that's good for Everest. So like, yeah. this this thing's churning out more people. You can't do Pirates of the Caribbean number with a roller coaster. It makes no sense, but here it goes. Anyway.
0: Yeah. So then you have the ride experience. Mm-hmm. I would argue that while the first section of the ride is a very good section in its own right
1: You talking it, about just being in the paddock in general in the mountain? Yeah, so yeah. you
0: um you're like in the Velociraptor paddock and you like launch, so you have a Whoa. launch to start the ride out. And it's zero launch, it's like 0 to 50? Yeah. Uh,
1: something like that cuz yeah. yeah yeah we sit there for a half second and while we're sitting there we have the raptor cages on either side of mm-hmm. us and they are ready to be released. Yeah. Like Jurassic World releases them.
0: Yeah, so they let the raptors out and then you yeah. just they go dr- with them. They drop the hammer yeah, so at you, the same time. Yeah. You have a launch in the first segment. There's a bunch of like, curves and loops and, yeah, like, S-tracks and such. We're going past some trees. Yeah. Uh,
1: we're not very high up at this point. We're going through and around a mountain where we see a yeah. raptor beside us at one point. Yeah,
0: you see um, Blue and Charlie, I, I think, are, like, the two... I could two. not identify these raptors yeah. to say well. Well, you see, you see Blue for sure. Yeah, Blue. obviously, yeah, yeah, Blue. blue. I and mean, then you <laughs> see
1: the other Greek raptors eventually. Yeah, great. Sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, um, so, you finish the first section of the ride. Then you get to... The second section yeah. of the ride. Because after and... you get through with
1: that mountain, then it's
0: launch two. Mm-hmm. Launch two is seventy miles an hour. Yeah, you're you're going like forty something, I think, when you go into the turn where it is. And then you just get launched just like seventy plus miles an hour and you go through the top hat. Yeah. I'm pretty 150 sure one hundred and fifty feet up. Yeah, it's hundred and fifty feet up. Which like again, I, I've I'm from The North, where you know we go to Six Flags Great Adventure in the tri-state area, and we've got Kingda Ka, which is 452 feet tall. So it's literally like a third of that. It's yeah, it's two and a half times more than this. But like, it is absolutely crazy to get up as high as you do on this top hat because. I don't think there's any other coaster in the park that even comes close to it. Like I'm pretty sure Rip Ride Rocket is like still smaller.
1: It oh yeah, Rip Ride yeah. Rocket is very much smaller, and I think the closest thing I could compare it to is um, Doctor Doom's Freefall. Uh, but I'm not sure how tall. I think yeah, that I don't know how tall it is. Twenty feet. Yeah, yeah.
0: And there's what's really cool is that they they have the design set up for this ride in just such a way where there's enough force to get you up to the top. And there's like a like a millisecond pause. Yeah, you do a little creep. Yep. You get all the way up to the top of the top hat, and you're like, oh, and you just go right down over. Yeah,
1: it was just enough time for my dad to look to his left and go, yeah, that's our house.
0: And then we went straight down, <laughs> because
1: that's how close I used to live uh, to the park. It was, because it was, that's exactly what he looked for. The second we got up there, because it's positioned in such a way where you can just look off, and yeah, on the other side of the highway, that was us. And it was just, <laughs> uh, he raved about this one. Um, yeah.
0: And then you go into and the I'm, first inversion.
1: Right, but I was just thinking, I don't think this ride, because you were saying how impressive it is that we get to the top and we have a little moment, I don't think this ride's had a rollback.
0: Yeah. Uh, knock on Yeah, counter. yeah, yeah, let's knock on shit. Yeah, um, I don't think there has been a rollback on this ride since they've launched it.
1: Which is insane to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, again, because it doesn't, it's not like it just crests the top hat and keeps it going. it It's almost mathematically perfect. I don't... It's, it breaks my brain to think about that. there, there has to be like, cause like top thrill dragster and things of like of that nature that will roll back from time to time. But that's part of the, part of the charm.
0: I mean, even, in, even Kingda Ka had rollbacks like they, there there's signs in the queue that literally say like, Hey, sometimes your ride vehicle might not make it to the top. Yeah, it might like make that's it a over perfectly normal yeah. thing. It's okay. I've had rollbacks happen to me myself on Kingda Ka and it's honestly kind of amazing. Yeah. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah. It's a theme park experience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but Velocicoaster, to their credit, has never had one. I'm curious if they have like a um, like an onboard computer that might like weigh it weigh out. It?
1: I think that's part of the um, part of the beginning.
0: Yeah, because they have the, Like, it's not like a it's not like a slingshot. It's it's a it's linear induction motors. So yes. it's like the magnetic motors, and uh, I mean they just they just work yeah but yeah I do think, <laughs> it just works I think
1: the weight process happens right before that first launch it has to because I know like Space Mountain will do that and so we rock and roller coaster <sighs> they'll figure out okay we have weight we need to we need to know how, how hard we need to throw this yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's why i think they say 70 plus miles an hour on the Cause, t-shirts because there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely some people you yeah
1: faster, and faster yeah.
0: if you are uh, a person of the uh, <clears throat> uh thicker persuasion like myself okay. um you know you uh you would definitely contribute more weight to the vehicle and therefore more force yeah physics yeah i passed that class so uh you know it's just uh it's It's a good ride. It's a really good ride. You get past the top hat. Then you have the first inversion. Now, mind you, the only thing that's securing you is a lap bar. Yeah. (laughs) So you're completely upside down. And then you you go through another twist, another turn, and then there's a second inversion. Right. This one's
1: called the heartbeat.
0: No, no. This is before that. Oh. Remember, you get into the second section after the top hat. You go upside down once. once. Then you go around, and then you have like the jerk to the left, and then you go up or go upside down again. Oh, the fake out. Yeah, this was yeah. the fake out. You're right. And then you go into what, in my opinion, is the <laughs> coolest slash most terrifying part of this ride, which is the Heartline roll. Yeah. Um, The the official term that Universal has, like the marketing term, is the Mosasaurus roll. Yeah, get it? Because you're it? over the water. Yeah, because you're over the water. You do a full 360 degree roll uh above the lagoon you're literally only about i think what's it like 4 feet above the surface of the lagoon yeah, when you, you do you this yeah you can't make contact with yeah him. yeah you absolutely Your can't make contact long yeah, long enough, yeah. Um, and it's just unreal because this this turn happens and you're literally just the only thing that's holding you in the seat is this lap bar. Your entire the weight of your entire body is pushed against this lap bar. Because you have a hard second where you yeah. don't finish your roll. Yeah. You go
1: halfway over, you hold it, and then you go the other half. Yeah.
0: It's unreal. And then that's the ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> admittedly, admittedly, the the ending portion of the ride is kind of boring. Well, that's you, where you do, all the, lot of the thrill is. And just... Yeah, you, you do the roll, which is the like the high point of the ride aside from the top hat. And then you go back into, like, the loading dock area. Now, they do have an interesting audio clip that plays here. Yes, they do. Which has been a subject of some speculation for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it's it's Owen's character, or uh, Chris Pratt's character, Owen, saying, uh, you know, there's, like, a situation at the River Adventure, and we need you to go check it out. Yeah. The River Adventure is right across the street from Velocicoaster, kind of. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. around the corner. It makes sense. Um but it's it's honestly uh an interesting one because there have long been rumors ever since Jurassic World came out that the Jurassic World changes they made in Universal Studios Hollywood yep. were going to be reflected over here. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. It's not. I I think it's going to be one of those things where they might have to wait till Steven Spielberg dies. <laughs> like what they want to do with ET. Because they definitely want to get rid of E.T. I mean, I, I, don't,
1: I don't know. I mean, this. The, I mean, the Jurassic Park River Adventure is the last hard line vestige of the Jurassic Park name. Because hmm. everything else, if you just change a sign or two, done. Yeah. It's gone. But, like, the River Adventure is still Jurassic Park. Like, th- there's, there's enough iconography in it and enough um, logos and even, like, the... You know what I mean? They, yeah, they have to go in there with an actual, like a plan, an actual plan yeah. to, to get rid of all the <laughs> Jurassic Park stuff. Where everything else is, we could do this in a night with a paintbrush.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they, I think they might do it down the line. Oh sure, maybe within the next couple of years. Yeah, why not? But they did just spend like a lot of money just fixing the Jurassic Park River Adventure because uh, <laughs> the hurricane that came through a couple months ago kind yeah, of smashed uh, a hole, in the blew building. a hole in the side of the building. Like one of the one of the Velociraptors on the um the on the lift hill still doesn't work. No. Like it's it's gone. It's not even like they have like netting around it or anything. It's just straight up gone.
1: Mm.
0: They uh apparently during the hurricane that came through in uh what was it November? Uh October. October. Yeah, the hurricane that came through in October, um, not only was a giant hole blown in the side of the building, uh, but they also uh believe like the in the entire hydraulic system for like half of the animatronics on the ride just got like cut. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. But regardless, Velocicoaster, amazing. Um and then there's also just like a ton of little memes about it too. So we talked about this earlier, but when Universal was first building it, they denied that they were building anything at first and then they started calling it a churro stand. Yep. Uh and what's even funnier is that now if you go to the churro stand that's closest to uh the velocicoaster they actually have a velocicoaster themed churro that you can pick up. Uh, I think it's next to the watering hole.
1: Yeah, it's uh more it's towards the Harry Potter side if you if you had to pick one side of the Jurassic park area. So, yeah, the the watering hole is the first thing you see. There's the there's that and then there's the dinosaur behind uh, a car right in that area.
0: Yeah, it's it's if there's one thing that I can appreciate about Universal is that they're willing to poke fun at themselves a lot. As opposed to Disney, who you know it takes themselves way too seriously. Everything needs to be perfect all the time. Pixie dust.
1: Yes, <laughs> let's our, let's announce our projects two years ahead to get everyone's feelings.
0: Well, it was, it was always funny because people were like, "Hey, Universal, like you're definitely building a coaster, right?" And they're like, "No, no, 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 no." no. And then, like you're laying down tracks we you're, can you're laying down this. Track. you we can see You know, we can see this from every corner of the lake. You <laughs> can see the track. No, nah, you guys <laughs> it's, are crazy. It's, it's, you're not. It's it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. And so then, I, then they topped out the that. ride. They were gaslighting us the entire time. <laughs> they <laughs> topped Stopped out on. the ride. Like they put a hundred and fifty-five foot tall piece of track on the ride, and they're like, "No, no, no. We're not building a coaster here. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? If, if we're building a coaster, we'll we tell you. Right. Uh, you, know, you think we're going to tell you that we're building a new coaster because that would be crazy. Yep. So,
1: that that was a fun a fun year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, no, it's
1: just, gosh, it's a very well built ride. It is a very well built ride. Smooth.
0: It is very smooth. Which not is as I want. will I will freely admit, it is not as smooth as Guardians, which I think might hold the crown right now for like the smoothest coaster that yeah. I've ever been on. Wonder if, wonder if that's a new thing.
1: We'll find out as time goes. It, gets it on.
0: could be. I'm yeah. sure as we learn more about the developers behind. The Guardian's Coaster, we'll know more. Cause I actually don't think Disney has revealed who built the Guardian's Coaster. Um, I'm not gonna Google that. I mean I could look it up right now. I
1: mean I, I have my my first name in my head is Garner Holt, and that's incorrect.
0: Oh no, it's built by uh Vekoma.
1: What else have they done?
0: Um they've done uh, hold on, I've heard this name before. Let me let me uh, okay, they've uh they've done the Flying Dutchman. Oh. It's one of those dangling coasters. Yeah, that's that or something. Um, they did. They uh, built Invertigo and Hurricane, so those are both at Kings Island, I think. Okay. Uh, let me see. What else have they done? Oh, they've done a ton of wooden roller, co- roller coasters.
1: It's just it's the. Um,
0: and the the most popular product that they've made is Wild Mouse coasters.
1: <laughs> My favorite.
0: <laughs> Yay! Everyone hates them.
1: I think they're okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, but uh it's oh they, and they've done they've done a ton of uh, Ferris wheels. Yeah. All right. I was I was going to say I I knew I knew I've seen that name before. Either way. Anyway. Uh yeah, so Velocicoaster really good ride, really fascinating queue layout. It's kind of neat that they're trying to like tie in the greater Jurassic Park cinematic media universe thing. Whatever, yeah. Whatever they want to call it. Uh, even though, admittedly, uh, Jurassic World was okay, but the Subsequent second and third films, films. were uh, not not so great. super good. I
1: can't wait till they retheme Tyrannodon
0: Flyers to uh, <laughs> Locus. God, please. I'm still miffed that I can't ride Tyrannodon Flyers as an adult.
1: I saw something like Two months ago, like, it was late in the day, and they were just, like, letting adults on. Because, like, there's a couple people who I follow on the Instagram who got to ride it, like, you know, single ride. It's not like they're riding two at a time, but I was like, um, okay, that's fine. That's fine. So, there's that. Something I have to deal with. (laughs) Um, Ooh, I wonder if they're going to have a on Flyer-like ride at the the upcoming universal park in frisco texas they might they might i know they oh, got yeah. a, a camp Crustaceous. area cretaceous
0: planned. yeah
1: not 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 crabs and lobsters
0: <laughs> thank you that's why we're a team i mean that's uh that's an interesting thing that we'll have to do an episode about at some point too because yeah. universal just announced that they were building a new park in frisco but it's going to be a quote unquote like family park
1: yeah, they call it a regional park. Regional means it's more uh, skews younger, but like Universal's going right. to put their weight behind it. So it's going to be like, what if a traveling carnival didn't travel and also it had intellectual property?
0: Yeah, and then you've got the uh, year-round horror experience that they're building in Vegas, which literally nobody has any details about yet.
1: No. and At all. Uh, some people say that this isn't the first time someone's tried to do this in Vegas, but with the universal name brand and... Money. Well, yeah, money. <laughs> but I meant like trust. Uh, it's a product you know. Like th- This could have some legs to it, but we'll see what happens there.
0: Yeah. I yeah. So, I think that's a pretty solid review of the VelociCoaster. Yep.
1: Oh, I have one last note here, and that's when you're in the paddock in line, the fan above you is a giant fan. It's very massive. That's all I've got
0: a big-ass fan
1: okay yep there we go all right, yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> all right guys well uh as always be sure to follow us on our socials uh you can find us at uh twitter at, at um at
1: eticketpod Let's see, okay I'll post something here too Let's our see. instagram our instagram is also eticketpod i'll post something there nice 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 giant fan what can i be talking about a giant fan Send. <laughs> all right
0: there we go so yeah so be sure to follow us on our socials Um, we, uh, we promise that we're going to get more, uh, consistent with our upload schedule going into this year. So, uh, we'll make that a priority. So, uh, thank you all for listening guys. Once again, my name is Mike. And I've been Rob. And we are the E-Ticket Podcast. Yep. See ya. All right. Bye-bye.